Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, mujerones. Bienvenida to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Today, I have a very special friend and also a mujeron that's going to help you if you are currently struggling with balancing all of the hats that you currently wear. If you're just feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you need a little bit of more organization, more motivation, more inspiration, this episode is really going to help you with goal setting, setting those intentions for this year, for this month, for this day, whatever it is that you need. We created this episode so that we can talk to my good friend, Mara Lopez. So help me welcome her. Mara, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much, Mujer Movement, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to our talk today. So we actually had a workshop earlier this year where we talked all about goal setting, also setting intentions. We talked more about your story and how you were able to last year through a pandemic, find a passion to take care of your health, put yourself first. And I think a lot of times, whether you're a mommy, whether you're not, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a student or whatever it is that you have going on in your life, sometimes like the day-to-day stuff gets so overwhelming. And we wanted to really have someone that did it herself. And I think we had an amazing event. A lot of the women there had really good feedback. So we really wanted to bring this into a podcast episode so we can talk about it and also allow our listeners to get this really good stuff that Mara is going to help us with today. So Mara, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, so thank you so much. I hope that what I have to share will be helpful. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I am a doctoral candidate and I hope to receive my my doctorate degree in education in December. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm new to Arizona, so I'm a California girl. I was born and raised in, in Southern California, moved to Arizona about three years ago, which is when you and I met Sonia, but a lot of the, the work that I'm doing for, for my doctoral uh, research is centered on equity in career education. So I'm focused on finding ways to increase career decision-making self-efficacy for underrepresented minority students. And a way in which I'm doing that is, is by interrogating the curriculum to ensure that it is inclusive of the experiences of minoritized students. So that's a lot of the work that I'm doing for my doctoral research. I'm also a full-time research program manager. I work with community colleges, rural community colleges across Arizona that are Hispanic serving, and I'm helping them increase the intentionality with which they serve their Latinx students in STEM. So I'm a full-time program manager, full-time doctoral student, and I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and my husband is also in his Master's of Fine Art program at ASU. So um, we're pretty busy. We're, we're a pretty busy family. I'm also a faculty associate for a different department <laughs> um, at ASU. So time management is both an illusion and um, a helpful tool because I say that because 
without time management, it would be almost impossible for me to do what all I do and ensure that I am able to tend to my babies, be active with my babies, take them out, play with them, teach them, love up on them, and also do that for myself. You know, as a mother, I think that um, historically we can, we've heard stories time and time again where mothers feel guilty for taking an hour or two to tend to their bodies and their health or, and they just don't do it. Um, prioritizing our time as mothers is really difficult um, as partners as well as employees as well all of that and I definitely am one that never practiced those things before the pandemic I never really prioritized my my body or my health or my time or my mental health um, so uh, I just you know we were always on top of each other all the time always and I was like you know I just need to get out. So I went to the park and it was a, it's a beautiful park. It's got this beautiful man-made lake next to it. Just took a couple laps around there. And before I knew it, I had walked like two miles. And so I did that a couple days. I never really thought it was going to be anything that I invested in. Right. I was just like, I just need to breathe a little bit. You know, <laughs> we we're like four months into the pandemic. And I was like, I need some time. Yeah. Um, and then I started following this group on Instagram called Running Mommies. And it's a group of just like mommies, tias, amigas, whatever. And they started to post these like weekly challenges. Like, can you do five miles in a week? Can you do 10 miles in a week? And I was like, okay, this can kind of be like a motivation for me. And, and I started following them. And then some of them, we started following each other. And I started completing these challenges. And then it was the running challenges. And then it was giving information on how best to run, how to treat your body. And it, for me, it was amazing because these, these mujeres understood the struggle, right? Of, of the value of prioritizing your time as a mommy, as a caregiver, as a partner. And that was in June, 2020. And now, and I, and I go every week, almost every day to the park to get my miles in. Uh, we support each other and, you know, creating a habit that was hard mm. was also the most helpful. I think that the best and the most sustainable habits are the ones that are the hardest to create, right? Mm. Like healthy eating and drinking water and moving your body. Those are all things that for some people come naturally. For some people, they can do it willingly. And <laughs> but I was not one of those people. And I'm super glad that I found, I have found so much comfort in overcoming that level of discomfort, you know, and establishing a healthy habit, a habit was just life changing for me. Yeah. And I love how you, you mentioned, like, it's something that you needed at that moment, right? Just to get the fresh air, go out with your kids and have that time. I wanted to go into a little bit about the intention. And I love talking about setting intentions in the workshop, because I think that one, it can be different for each person. Right. But I think really focusing in on that why on that purpose on why you started a certain goal, a certain habit, whatever it is that you are accomplishing is really important, right? How yeah. was it that you realize that there was a deeper intention behind going out and walking out every, you know, in the park every day, rather than like making it this task, this, oh, I have to go out and walk, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of times, especially when it comes to our fitness goals, we look at it and we kind of target it in a, in a way that it almost becomes like a task and it, it becomes a chore rather than something that's really going to help you. How were you able to accomplish that? I think that 
positively framing it, reframing our brain is so hard because like, even just like you, like you said, like I have to go to the park. I never thought of it like that. But in this instance, I have before I've had gym memberships that I've paid for, for the full year. And I went like three times because I was like, <laughs> ugh, I have to go to the gym. You know, I have thought about things that way. Nothing that I have ever thought of that way has ever stuck or has ever fed me spiritually, physically, economically, nothing that I have ever thought I have to has ever served a purpose for me. Mm. Right. So with regards to the, to me going to the park, the way I thought about it was like, I can, I get to, I am able to physically move my body. The, the severity of the pandemic was a very real thing for me because I am asthmatic. And I thought, you know, knock on wood, if ever were to come in this house, would I be able to overcome this being that my lungs are vulnerable? And I thought, well, I mean, probably not because I don't do anything but treat my body like a trash can, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Hot Cheetos every other day, watching TVs nonstop and like coffee. It's coffee time until it's wine time. And then, you know, all of these <laughs> things, like I'm not doing anything that's going to make my body a better, a stronger competitor, fighter against anything. So when it came to the point where I was like, I just need to get out of the house. I was like, I also get to my body also can I am able to and and that changed everything for me because I was like well I have a an hour between this meeting and that meeting I can go to the park right now that's how I think about it you know or I have 30 minutes after the kids go to sleep before I should probably start to wind down or I get back on my own research let me just go do a little bit on the treadmill I never thought about it as an obligation that I was forcing my mind to convince my mind of something I needed to do because the only thing I needed to convince my mind to do was treat my body better you know what I mean? And make time for myself. My kids now know that that's what I do. Like, oh, mommy, you're going to go to the park, you know? So the habit was also reframing everything in our family. My husband supports me going to get my exercise. My kids are supportive of me getting my exercise. It's like a, a you know, this like community of support throughout. And so I, I really relished that in this process. Yeah, I love that. And how you involve like your kids and I mean, maybe even your husband, like it's so powerful when you do it as a community, right? Even within your own household. I love the way that you say like just reframing, even the wording for some of us that maybe work or trying to build a business, whatever it is that you're up to reframing that and saying like, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. I get to read 15 minutes every night. I get to clean the house that I have. Like, it, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like even chores, if we reframe them that way, it actually brings a different purpose, a different intention, which is what we were trying to kind of get mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that dynamic with your family and how you were able to kind of make it work to where, like you were saying, even with your kids, like now they understand, you know what I mean? And they see, hey, mommy's going to go to the park. My experience has been, my babies get a lot of my attention and I don't ever sacrifice time for my, it doesn't feel like I'm taking away from their time to do something for me because I give them a lot. You know, we go do our own thing. I take them to play soccer, take my daughter to go on the rollerblades. I take them to the park. So they, they get me time. But what I was, that was, that also took some time to balance out because when I first started, it was like, I I need to go get me time. And then that was it. You know, everything else was, was kind of um, jumbled here at home. And I realized that they wanted more of my time too. So even managing my time around the time I get to be active with them and they get to be active with me and the time that I get to be active by myself or do my own sort of thing. So it's all very, it, 
there's a lot of moving parts in it and it can get exhausting and it can get challenging because there are sometimes I'm just like, uh, was any of that worth it? You know, is any of this helpful? Is any of, am, am I doing the right thing in any capacity in any way that I'm existing? And I think that that's something that is pretty natural at self-doubt. Like, am I doing enough? Mothers feel that all the time. And I can speak to the experiences of mothers that are my, have been my friends. Like, am I doing enough? And I think that showing up however you can is enough. If I take my babies to the park for 30 minutes, you know, we're showing up, we're trying. Um, if I don't get in as many miles as I wanted to get in that day, at least I tried, at least I showed up. Because sometimes I think with regards to being physically active in one way, the hardest step is the first. The hardest step is the first. Because sometimes our body, can, our brain convinces us that like we're tired and we should just sit down and just stop. And that makes sense in a lot of ways. But also, are we taking away from the opportunity to also give our body what it needs? Well, if we listen to our brain telling us that we just should, should sit down. So I think that a lot, it's a lot of internal dialogue, framing it the way it benefits you in a lot of ways. Yeah. So we've talked about community, you know, the, the way you join um, Running Mommies and just having that community there for you, even in your household. We talked about setting that intention, um, putting yourself first. What do you think has been key for you when being able to continue to do this like I think consistency sometimes is the hardest thing for us mm-hmm. when starting whatever type of goal whatever type of dream that we have being consistent is so important but it's so difficult how have you been able to accomplish that in if I look back in the trajectory of my like professional or academic career even because I was also a college athlete. I played sports in my my college for, for a couple of years. I played volleyball, basketball, and softball, and then just completely was not active for a long time. If I look back at the most successful moments or, or spaces of time in my career, academic, whatever, it was always a time where I picked myself up after falling down. And I was like, okay, so what's what's the lesson there? Like, how do I keep doing that? And, and how do I learn from that? And I found that in my life, momentum for me has been my greatest asset, right? It's been my greatest weapon. So even if I'm going slow, even if I'm dragging my feet, even if I only submit one paper, or even if it's not the best paper, momentum, keep showing up, keep going. You know, like my son is very hyperactive and we're always talking about like how he only has one speed and it's go. And and I think that we sort of embrace that in a lot of ways. Sometimes the, there is a pause, you know, naturally our bodies needs to pause. Our, our career takes a pause or this, this, that, and the other, but momentum is key for me. So it's consistency. It's momentum. It's just the only thing that I want to be constant is movement, mm. right? And even if it's slow or high intensity, low intensity, I want to consistently invest in movement because I want my body to, to respond to that. You know, because uh, for so long it, it would only respond to me just like hanging out on the couch. And I could I could binge watch you a couple of seasons of anything, girl. I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm a very active, lazy person. Um, <laughs> I could easily just be posted there. Guilty um, as charge over here too. <laughs> it, it's hard, you know, because there's so many good things out there now that you can watch. Yeah. Um, so you know, momentum is key for me. Consistency, momentum, and just expecting. Okay, like what am I going to do today to move my body? Am I just going to mm-hmm. run outside with the kids for 30 minutes? Okay, I'll just do that. Tomorrow I'll get an eight miles. You know, what am I going to do today? Oh, I can, you know, I don't know, feeling kind of bloated or feeling 
feeling a little overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. Okay, we'll just do like 30 minute stretches. You know, I'll, I'll incorporate my kids. So today is not going to be the day that I do something for myself by myself, but it's going to be the day that I still continue to invest in myself in some way. And I think that I'm happy to see that in so many different platforms now, they are supporting mothers and saying like, you can't give from an empty pot. You have to have something to give from. So giving yourself love as a mother, as a partner is so important. And I didn't value it as much before last year. I didn't value it at all. I felt guilty about all of it. And as a result of that, my body was in terrible shape. I had respiratory illnesses that landed me in the ER every year for like the previous four years. Wow. And none of that was alarming to me. None of that was a catalyst for change for me. And that's sad. So I think that when we think about intentions and we think about goal setting, like what's going to be the catalyst for change for you? You know, at what point are you going to invest in yourself? For me, the global pandemic sure kicked my ass into high gear, <laughs> but I wish I had started sooner. I wish I had started sooner and I wish I had seen more people as examples of how it's possible to do it. And, you know, sometimes like I just post on my Instagram every day that I go out to the park. And I think that sometimes it might seem repetitive or if it's the same thing, but I feel like in some weird way, I might inspire someone that knows that I'm a doctoral student, mother of two full-time working mother also doing this. We'll see and be like, well, I can do it too. And I've had some messages from, from some people that are like, how do you do it? I'm like, just a sliver of time in 24 hours in a day, I can give myself an hour. That's okay. No, absolutely. You are inspiring. And I think that the message of just showing up, right? And doing one thing, whatever that is for you today, you started with walking, right? Now you're running eight miles uh, and that's incredible, right? From walking to now being able to do that. I mean, in anything that you are trying to accomplish, as long as you show up every day and just put a little effort, it will really work. And I think it's also important to just say like, there's going to be days where you don't feel your best and like you show up and maybe you don't go full out like you did the day before, but that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. How were you able to kind of go through the days where you didn't have or maybe you didn't show up like you wanted to and you were still able to push through the next day and not give up you know the mind is a is a very powerful tool it's a powerful muscle and we have more control over it than it has over us as I started to realize and so on days like when was it sometime last week where I was like ugh I had, oh, I was so stressed with work. Like I had meeting after meeting after meeting. I was on like 12 Zoom meetings and my eyes were burning. <laughs> like I didn't want to hear the, I didn't want to see anybody or hear anybody or be around anybody. And sometimes the park can get a little busy, you know? But I was like, you know, let's just, go. If there's too many people at the park, maybe I'll go find like a random canal bank and I'll walk on it, you know? And I came back and I felt better. I felt better than I did when I left. Cause when I left, I was feeling like defeated. I was feeling tired. I was feeling stressed. I was feeling not my best. When I came back, I still had all this, like all the work was still there. All my research projects were still there. I still had to come home and make dinner, but I internally, physically, and mentally felt better. I had more mental clarity. And so just not allowing myself to talk myself out of it has been helpful for me. Yeah, you know? I love that. Like just the showing up. Yeah. Showing up at the park, like it, it just pushed you. I wanted to share, um, I follow David Meltzer and he, uh, I saw a video pop up the other day and it said, 
when I don't want to go to the gym, I tell myself like, hey, just go touch the machine and come back. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to get on it. Like just go touch it and then come back. And he's like, most of, you know, most likely you're gonna go and actually get on and do it so like trick yourself you know because at the moment that you're there kind of like you were saying like once you got there even if there were people there you're like no I'm just gonna do it Mm -hmm. because I know I'm gonna feel better about it absolutely and and again we have to reframe if I was feeling sick and I had like the stomach flu I'm not gonna push myself to go and go throw up at the park right (laughs) (laughs) but So I think it's really just tending to like, what's really going on? Am I telling myself that I don't want to go? Or is my body telling me that I can't go? Like I physically cannot go because I'm injured or whatever. There's two very different things. And most often than not, it's my mind telling me, no, I think what you really need is a beer, some hot Cheetos and some nacho cheese. And, (laughs) you know, at least three hours of grace anatomy. That's what you really need. And that's just not true. Right. So um, I think sometimes are we can deceive ourselves into believing that what we really need is not what we deserve. And that's mm-hmm. that's to be, you know, loving up on your body. And, you know, again, going back to intentions and goals, like goals don't work unless you do. Mm-hmm. They just don't. And my goal is to be healthier for my babies and to hopefully graduate in, you know, better shape because, you know, I'm also going against like this grad school stress, sleeping four hours a day, wanting to snack while I'm doing that. So I really want to graduate in the best shape of my life and show that you can do things that seem out of the ordinary and, um, and that it's possible. You just, if you believe it, you can achieve it. I saw that somewhere in something. I don't know who said it. (laughs) Yes. No. And I kind of want to end on that. What we need sometimes is actually not what we deserve. Like that's so powerful because how many times have we tried to convince ourselves? No, we need this, this and that. But think about like, do we actually deserve that? Wow. You know, our body and our mind and we only have this one life. Like we deserve so much more than that. Mara, thank you so much for your input, for your story, for sharing everything with us. It honestly has been just so beautiful to see your journey. And I love seeing you now really speaking on it and helping other women to also feel like, hey, you know, if I can do it, like you can too. And I think ultimately, that's what we're trying to also really push here on the Mujeron podcast is like bringing this these uh, different women who are also going through a lot, you know, they're they're going through a lot, and they're still pushing through. So thank you so much, Mara. Any last words of encouragement that you want to share with us yeah so uh so yeah, thank you so much again for allowing me to, to share my story on this podcast for welcoming me always all the time and i just love talking to you i always feel so much more inspired <laughs> by our back and forth. likewise it's just a few things is that have helped me are uh relying on our community as latinas we sometimes struggle with asking for help seeking help or acknowledging that we even need help that has changed for me the, during this pandemic I need help and I need that support and I, and I and I benefit from it and I'm always because of all those things I'm also super helpful super open to helping as well so find your community is is a, something that I would recommend reach out to me I'm I'm open and, and available definitely send me a DM at Moximara M-O-X-I-M-A-R-A and again momentum is your greatest weapon so you know, get yourself locked and loaded and, and just start moving. Take that first step out the door. It's the hardest. Once you've passed that, you know, the rest is, is just smooth 
smooth sailing. Yes. Thank you so much, Mujerones. I hope Mara's story helped you, inspired you today to become the best version of yourself. We are here and we will see you next week on another episode of the Mujeron Podcast. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.